Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. This call is being recorded. Of sin I resign, my gracious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. If ever I love thee, my Jesus did now. I love thee because thou hast me and purchased my pardon on Calvary's tree. I love thee for wearing the If ever I love thee, my Jesus, it's now. I love thee in life, I will love thee in death, and praise thee as long as thou lest. Me bread and say when the dead do lie so long, I brought. If ever I love thee, my Jesus is now in man. Thank you for that beautiful song, my Jesus. 
I love thee. Mm. Our lesson for tonight is a continuation of what we started the last time we met together. Um, for those who are just joining us, my name is Sister Charlene, and I'm your host, as well as the Bible study person for tonight. Um, the last time we met, we talked about our weapons of warfare that the Lord has given us, and we spoke about the, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, and we talked about prayer as parts of our armor and parts of um, what we would use as our weaponry against the enemy. And we're going to zero in on the sword of the spirit or the word of God tonight, right? So that's what we're going to focus on tonight. And remember when we met previously, we were talking about how um, there were different members in the Bible, um, characters in the Bible, or men of old who used the word of God as a weapon against the enemy, right? So we're going to delve down into that tonight. And I just want to do another prayer before we start. Father and our God, we just want to thank you again for bringing us together. We pray, dear Father, that this lesson, Lord, will not just be a lesson in our ears, but that it will be good soil in our hearts, dear Father, that when we share this word that you've given us, that it will bring forth good fruit, 500, 10,000, even a million, dear Father. Others hear the word and they will come to know you, who to know is life eternal. We thank you and we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, yes, so we are talking about the Word of God. And the question that first came up in terms of the Word of God is, yes, we know we're Christians, we're supposed to read the Word, but why do we need the Word of God? That was the first question that was that has come to mind. And we're thinking, okay, what does the Word provide for us? And it tells us that, for one, it's our manual for heaven, right? So if you go to Matthew 13, verse 31, let me just read that for you here. Matthew 13, verse 31, it says, Lord bless your word. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. So as you can tell, these are some of the parables. Jesus was trying um, describing the kingdom of heaven in ways that we could understand, right? So he talked about 
the kingdom of heaven being a mustard seed. Then he talked about in verse 33, the kingdom of heaven being like unto a leaven, which a woman um, took and hid three measures and made a hole till the hole was leavened. So it was like a bread, right? Um, in verse 44 and 45, he also described different ways in which um, uh, heaven was like. So that was one of the ways in which we get to know God is using all these different things within our sphere to, to, to kind of give us a glimpse of what the kingdom of heaven would be like for us, right? Um, there's also verse 52, and it says, um, therefore, every scribe which is instructed into the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out his treasures, things new and old. So there's treasure, there's a pearl of great price, you know, so the kingdom of heaven is a treasure, right? So this is one of the things that comes out in terms of us reading the word of God. Another is it tells us of the construct of heaven, like the governance of heaven, right? If we go back, we read in Isaiah, um, Isaiah 9, right? How Jesus was um, coming and he would be the prince of peace, right? His government would have no end, right? Um, Deuteronomy 7, it talks about the blessings of God once we're in obedience to the word. Leviticus 25 also talks about the system of government that heaven would have. So that's another thing that we learn. Um, from the word of God, what heaven is like, what it's about. Also, it tells us how to live as Christians. Galatians 6, 2 talks about how we should bear each other's burdens. So that's another um, thing that we learned from, from the, being the manual for heaven, right? The other thing is, and to me, this is the most important thing. <laughs> it shows us God's character, right? You can read in Psalms, there are so many things about God's character in Psalms alone, but we can read Job, we can read Hezekiah, there's so many different prophets, um, Moses, that we can see the different characters, um, the different characteristics of God, right? We learn that God is a merciful God, he's a good God, he's loving, he's kind, he's gracious, he's patient with us, or in the Bible terms, long-suffering towards us. His goodness, his kindness, his anger lasts just for a moment. He blesses us more than we deserve, abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. These are some of the good things we learn from the Bible to tell us it's our manual for heaven. So it's our manual for heaven, that's one point. And the second point, it is our weapon against the enemy, as the Lord told us, told us, in Ephesians 6, 17, that this, we are supposed to use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right? We're also told to study to show ourselves approved. In 2 Timothy 2, 15, it talks about that, right? And we need also to use it against the wiles of the enemy. That's Ephesians 6, 11. So we can see that the word of God, as it says, <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's more than a two-prong, um, it's, it's more than a dual, right? 
because God talks about it being a two-edged sword, right? Um, and because it, it, it cuts the person and it cuts you too. <laughs> because sometimes we're sharing with others and the Lord, you know, points out our error as well. So it, it, now, so we know we need the word of God, right? It is an essential um, arsenal in our weaponry, right? But how do we use the word of God? And that's one of the questions that many of us ask to ourselves. How do we use the word of God? Um, we have seen in our last meeting together, we talked about Nehemiah, how when he prayed, he prayed with confidence. We think of um, Hezekiah as well. He came to God in confidence as well. Uh, we can see the disciples, when they spoke the word, they spoke it with authority as well. Jeremiah, Isaiah, we can name all of these prophets as well that they spoke with authority and with confidence. And we could see that there was a relationship, a trust relationship that was there. So how do we use the word of God? We have to have a relationship with God. For, for us to now use his word. We can't just get up and just use his word and there's power behind it. No, no, no. Um, as we saw in the New Testament with the sons of Sceva, right? They wanted to have that Simon, that magician, he wanted to have the power that um, the apostles had and he wanted to buy, buy that power, right? And it ended up that, you know, it was just not, he could not purchase it. You cannot purchase your way into the power of God. You have to have a relationship with God. You have to have obedience and you have to have confidence when you are speaking once the Holy Spirit, which is the essential ingredient, the Holy Spirit has to be upon you for you to do the work, right? This is not a separate thing. It goes together, right? So as we... We're going to delve more into using the word of God because, yes, we've heard already, you know, we need the Holy Spirit. We have to trust God. But let's go into the nitty gritty of this now. Let's have a practical example. We're going to use the topic of fear. As you know, we have been going through a pandemic and many, many persons are going through some anxiety, some depression. You know, some of them have no hope for the future. And um, some have, may have had suicidal thoughts and some have actually done and actually committed that um, they have followed through on the thoughts, right? Um, when we looked, we looked at, I looked at the statistics today and this was from July 2020, the CDC was talking about the deaths in the U.S. They were saying in up to July 2020, the rate of death by suicide. So the rate of persons committing suicide was outpacing the rate of the death from the virus. That was in 2020. Can you believe that? Because of the hopelessness that people felt not even getting the virus, but just the hopelessness of that, you know, and that a lot of people took their lives. Jobs were lost and some people did not know what to do. Bills were piling up. Some families were 
out of work, out of a home, you know, all of these different things were piling on top of people. And some people felt that there was no hope and no way out. And their only solution that they felt they could do was to commit suicide. Isn't that very sad? Um, that fear has gripped us. The word says that in Matthew 24, right? That people would, um, men's hearts would be feeling them for fear. So how do we, we all, we all at some point in our lives were even attacked with these thoughts of fear, anxiety. It might not be as someone else, each person is different in terms of the, the different um, doubts that come in our minds, but we all receive them. How do we deal with them in light of being a Christian, right? Knowing that we have a God who loves us. Okay, we're going to use this as an example now. So when we think of fear, right, we just spoke of what is happening in and around the world. Now, when we go to the word of God, what does God say about fear? And we can um, go to the Bible and see this. This is how God talks about fear. Of course, I have to use my favorite verse for the very first one. My favorite verse is 2 Timothy 1, 7, which says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but, it, but, uh, but of love, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So God has not given us a spirit of fear. So definitely the first thing that God tells us, that's the first clue that the spirit of fear is not from him. So if it's not from him, then it's from the enemy. So therefore, that's the first thing we know that it's not of God, right? So that is good news because now, because remember, we have decided that we are going to follow Christ. If we're following Christ and God tells us that the spirit of fear is not from him, then we know we're good because we're going to go to the Lord and say, Lord, we, we are getting these suicidal thoughts, Lord. I need your help to fight the enemy because we know that it's the enemy that is bringing this to us, right? The second thing we hear about in 1 John 4, 18, it talks about perfect love passes out all fear. Perfect love passes out all fear. Who is this perfect love? We know that God is love, right? That's what the word says. The word says that God is love. So that means that God casteth out all fear. Brethren, isn't that good news? First, God tells us that the spirit of fear is not of him. So we know it is of the enemy. So when we go to God, we just claim 1 John 4, 18 and say, Lord, you said that you will cast out all fear. So I'm coming to you to cast out all fear. You see what we're saying, brethren? We have to use the word as the temptation comes upon us, as the thoughts come at the point of thought. The third thing we can look at in terms of what God says about fear is that he reassures us of his presence, right? If you go back all the way to Genesis 26, verse 24, this was the story when um, Abraham had to send away Ishmael and they were out in the desert and the boy was crying and the Lord appeared to Ishmael and he said, do not be afraid. And he gave him a blessing and that told him that he would be with him. So 
we can see Joshua 1, 9, same thing. The Lord said, do not worry, Joshua. Just do not stray from the word. Don't go to the right or to the left. But guess what he said? He not only said that he must study the word day and night, he said that he would be with him, right? So that's another verse of giving assurance of his, of his presence. Isaiah 41, 10 has been another beautiful, beautiful verse where the Lord says, he speaks first, first word, fear not. Fear not, he says, right? And then the Lord said that he will hold us up with his righteous right hand. So when we think about that, we don't have to worry about fear because first of all, we know that fear is not from the enemy. We know that God casts out all fear and we know that he's with us whatever situation that comes in. So these three things now will help us right as we go along to use the word so we're saying how do we use the word in practice because you're saying well sister charlene i know this but you know at the time when the temptation comes at me what do i do right so how do we use these words in practice we have to read the word brethren and not only read the word we have to receive the word and we have to believe it. You know, sometimes we read the word, but we don't, um, as, as the Lord says, we don't digest it, we don't eat it. <laughs> um, you know, yes, we know we can, we can say these verses, right? I'll give you an example. When I was smaller and I was going to church, I was a young girl and the teachers and my mom ensured that I knew the verses that I was supposed to recite for that week, right? So I'll give you an example of Psalm 100, right? So you will, I was studying Psalm 100 all that time, right? Because I wanted, I didn't want to mess up, <laughs> you know, and you have to go in front of the whole church. And you cannot make a mistake, right? And it's like, um, I can even use Psalm 23 as well. Psalm 23, Psalm 100, those are very um, popular psalms that um, as a child, we all had to learn. And I learned the psalm so much, I could say it in my sleep if my mom woke me up, you know. And say, Psalm 23, and I'll say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But it, I didn't receive the word, brethren. You get what I'm saying? I was just reading it to recite it. I wasn't there receiving the word. When the word says, the Lord is my shepherd, what is he saying? He, the Lord is saying that he is our provider. He is our take care, caretaker. Because of that, he said, I shall not want or I shall not lack in some um, versions of that, right? So, brethren, if we think just, just verse 1 alone of Psalm 23. So, if the Lord is my shepherd, right? And I know that the Lord said he owns everything, right? He owns everything. If, you, if, if we go, we can go into different verses, <laughs> right? When the Lord said, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. He talked about the cattle on a thousand hills, right? 
in, in Matthew 6, verse 25, the Lord says, don't worry about what you eat, what you drink, what you put on, right? All of these things, he's reassuring us that he is our provider, right? So if I know my God is my provider, he's my shepherd, he has the resources, he does not lack anything. And he's saying, because you are my sheep, you are not going to lack anything. Brethren, you get what I'm saying? We're not receiving that and we're not believing it. Why are we not believing it? Because we have been programmed to think of the negative first. We go to the negative, and I'm speaking to myself as well. <laughs> we go to the negative first. We look at what is lacking. We look at what is deficient. We look at what we don't need, but we don't look at the blessings that the Lord has provided for us. We don't look at the wonderful promises that the Lord has put in, 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 the, in the word for us. And for us to dissect it, right? To really understand it and receive the word and believe it, right? So it's another level, brethren, not just to read the word, but to stop and to understand what these verses are saying to us, right? In another, another thing that we have to realize is sometimes we're there and we pick at ourselves, right? I don't look good. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm guilty of that myself, right? But we also have to remember how the Lord looks at us, brethren. That's another thing that when we put it into practice, we'll understand. What does God say about us? When we go to Deuteronomy 32.10 and, and Zechariah 2.8, God says that, that we are the apple of his eye, right? So if God tells us that we are the apple of his eye, that means we are his favorites. All of us are his favorites, right? And if God says to us in Isaiah 43.1 that we are his, he's called us, we are his, right? So that means, and remember, also if you go to the New Testament, the Lord says, you know, we're a royal priesthood, a chosen nation, right? So God sees us as special to himself. So when we speak those words over ourselves, brethren, because it's a mindset change, we have to understand that we cannot go into the new Jerusalem with old Jerusalem mindset. We have to go into New Jerusalem with New Jerusalem mindset. You understand? We are living in this. God, God told us that when, when Jesus prayed in John 17, he said we are to be in the world but not of the world. So we have to get the worldly mindset out of our minds, brethren. We should not be picking at ourselves. We have to look at, because sometimes I will say something and I will say maybe I'm lying to myself that I'm this and I'm that. No. Let us go to the word. What does God say about us? And if God says I'm special and God claims me as his daughter or his son, and if God says I have all the resources, don't you worry about that. I can now say, wow, God loves me that much. And brethren, we don't even reach the cross yet. That God sent his only son to die for us, to demonstrate that love for us, brethren. How do you know anyone doing that? People say these things, but they don't mean it. God went through everything 
for us to demonstrate his love for us. So why wouldn't we go to him and say, God, how do I look to you? God, to speak those words over ourselves, brethren, so that our mindset will be ready for heaven, right? We have to have that heavenly mindset. Another thing that we need to put into practice is to receive the blessing that he gave to Abraham. Brethren, remember, he said that we are his. He said that we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen nation, right? He said that. And remember, if we go back to Genesis 12, 3, the word that the Lord gave Abraham, he said, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. So brethren, we are to receive that blessing too because we are also the seed of Abraham by receiving Jesus Christ. So brethren, the blessings are for us. All the promises in the Bible are for us. Claim them, brethren. Deuteronomy 7 has some beautiful blessing um, promises. Isaiah 58, the blessing of godliness. Brethren, we have to read that one. Isaiah 58. If we go to Isaiah 58, and it starts from verse 8. And it says, so it was talking about a true fast of how we should be blessing others, right? Verse 7, like start from verse 7. Lord bless your word. It says, it is not to, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? And when thou seest the naked that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? After we do all these things, brethren, it says, then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thy health shall spring forth speedily, brethren. This is a blessing. Our health will be speedy and it says thy righteousness shall go before thee and the glory of the lord shall be thy reward though then thou shalt call and the lord shall answer thou shalt cry and he shall say here i am if thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke and putting forth the finger and of speaking vanity so once we put away these things brethren these are the blessings that the Lord will give us. It says, and if thou draw thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, this is the blessing, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. Brethren, have you ever been in the 12 o'clock sun? I have, let me tell you, I've been in the 12 o'clock sun in Jamaica and it is very hot. So can you imagine the darkness, the darkest of the dark at night will be like a warm, sunny noonday? Brethren, this is a promise of great proportion it says and the lord shall guide thee continually brethren wouldn't you want the lord to guide you to guide us continually right the god who knows everything there is no beginning and no ending with the eternal father he knows everything and he knows what to do when we met the last time and we spoke about the story of Hezekiah and how he asked Isaiah to intercede for him, and the Lord came back with a message about Sennacherib, the king, and he said, don't you worry about Sennacherib, King Hezekiah. I'm going to draw him by the nose back to where he belongs. And what the Lord said, he said his word does not return to him void. Did it happen, brethren? We saw that happen in a few chapters over. That he went to his whole own, own home and he died there. 
he could not touch the people of Israel. So as we continue on this trajectory, holding on to the word of God and walking as he asked us to walk, to walk and to be um, doing according to his commandments, brethren, then we can claim all the promises. We can stand on the word. And as we stand on the word, brethren, at the point of temptation, the enemy cannot touch us. Why do I say that? Why do you say that, Sister Charlene? Why do you say that enemy cannot touch us? Go to Matthew 4, verse 4. Let us go to Matthew 4, verse 4. Let us go to Jesus, our example. And Jesus said in Matthew 4, verse 4, this is the time when he had gone to a 40-day fast, right? And he was tempted in the wilderness. And Jesus, the temptation was in verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou shalt be the Son of Man, command that these stones be made bread. Right? So there is the if question. If thou be. Right? If thou be the follower of God, ask God to do this and he will do it. Right? The enemy will come in so many different shades and forms. But this is what Jesus said. It is written. It is written. Brethren, that's what we need to do. It is written. If we have the word and we are studying the word and we believe the word, we can say like Jesus, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Brethren, what more do we need? We only need every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God for us to armor up with this word. But brethren, we can speak the word, but we have to act on the word. We have to act accordingly as well, brethren. There is an action for us to do. We have to make sure that we are in obedience to the word, right? Let me give you two examples. The first one is that this is in the case of healing as well. So sometimes, you know, we are sick and we ask for prayer and we're being prayed for and we have not activated that blessing plan. When we go to Luke 17, let's go to Luke 17 and we see this in action here. Luke 17. Luke 17 says, and I'm going to read from verse 11. Luke 17, and we start from verse 11. Lord, bless your word. And it came to pass as he, that's Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show thyselves unto the priest. Now, brethren, let me stick a pin right here. You have come and asked someone to pray for you or someone to do something for you. I need help. And the person says, Go, <laughs> right? Go and do something. Some of us say, But I need help. Are you telling me to go somewhere and I need help? Brethren, they obeyed the voice of Jesus. 
it says in the second part of 14, it says, and it came to pass that as they went, brethren, don't go over these first three verses. Don't do these words. Don't leave these words. As they went, so brethren, as we go and act on the word of God, that is when they were cleansed. So as we act on the word of God, brethren, that is when our healing, our blessing, our, our deliverance will come, brethren. It will come, right? Because guess what? They did what the Lord tell them. He told them to go. And as they were going, remember, brethren, they were still lepers. If we go into the story of the lepers, if you think about leprosy, leprosy is an old disease that has now come back. Um, I'm not sure if everybody knows what a, a leprosy is. It's a very debilitating nerve um, disease where you have no feeling in your hands, your feet. You know, you could go into fire and not realize that you're being burnt up. That's how bad the nerves, the deadening of the nerves are. Your skin will, you know, turn white and then underneath like the blood starts getting blue and then black you know you're basically dying right no matter what level of position you could be a, a, you know the highest level of position you could be a president you could be the wealthiest man in the world if you had leprosy that you had to leave you were ostracized and basically you were cut off from family cut off from everything and remember when you go into the city you had to cry out unclean unclean so therefore second humiliation you have gone through that you have to sever yourself from everybody and then now you have to added humiliation have to tell people that you're unclean to stay away from me right so this is what the people these 10 were going through and when they asked the lord for help and the lord told them to go they went they were still in their leprosy state it was as they went that the lord dealt with the healing brethren so there is an action that we need to do we can even mention name naaman in second kings 5 verse 10 naaman remember he was of a very big position he had a very influential position and what i said didn't even come out to him he sent his servant to say go and wash in the jordan seven times and the jordan he said it was a dirty water he didn't want to go in there but he went in seven times, and the seventh time that he came up, he was healed. So, brethren, these are some of the lessons. So we're not only reading it, we're not only studying the word, we have to believe it. We have to speak the words over ourselves. We have to remind ourselves of how God looks at us. We have to receive the blessings and the promises that the Lord has put in the word for us. We have to now turn around and use these words against the enemy when he comes. And we have to act on the word when the Lord gives us an action to do. So brethren, these are some of the ways that we can put the word of the Lord into practice in our lives so that we may be ready for the heavenly plan and 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 be in a heavenly mindset when the lord comes back and i will end with a little testimony of my own in terms of this last part of acting um the other day i had a very bad back pain and i could not move i'm literally telling you i had to crawl to the bathroom crawl on my hands and knees i prayed and I was praying and I asked and I claimed um, Deuteronomy 7 verse 15 that talks about sickness not being upon the children 
um, upon um, he would not give us the sickness that he put on the on the Egyptians. I claimed that verse, and I prayed. But brethren, I crawled my way to the washroom, the shower, and when I went into the shower, brethren, I basically crawled into the shower, and I did the hydrotherapy, which the Lord has given us from Spirit of Prophecy, that this is one of the treatments that we can use and brethren i did it in the shower as hot as it could bear it and as cold as i could i could bear it and brethren i'm telling you that in the morning i could not walk i walked out of that shower with my two feet with nobody crawling nothing crawling brethren i walked out of that shower i was able to get myself dressed and by the evening i walked a 5k a 5k walk i took in the afternoon isn't that amazing isn't he good he has given us his word and he has given us his healing plan. He has given us, you know, he's given us everything that we need to survive, brethren. Let us dig into the word. Let us study the word. Let us put the words, the, his words into our mouth. Because, brethren, our words will come back to us void. But his words does not come back to, to, his, to, to him void. So, therefore, we can use his words to pray back to him we can use his words to go against the enemy and we can use his words to change the mindset so we can have a heavenly mindset so when the time comes brethren we'll be ready to say this is our lord we have waited for him i cannot wait for that day can you wait for that day brethren i i my prayer for all of us is that we will use the word of god and be ready for this time of trouble that we'll be entering in so that we may stand on that day when he comes, being happy to see the Lord, you know, hearing from his lips, come, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of our Lord. That is my prayer for all of us, that the sound of my, of my voice is my prayer for all of us. In Jesus' name, we will now go to the questions. If anybody has a question or a comment, um, or um, or a prayer request for the end, um, we can open up for that at this time. Go ahead. Thank you, Sister Charlene, for a powerful uh, Bible study. It was very much on time. And I totally agree with you about the um, hot and cold shower. That is one of my methods also. Um, of dealing with the body. And um, thank you very, very much for a powerful message. I, 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 came, I came from lament on the word because you covered it all. So thank you and God, may God continue to use you in his vineyard. Thank you and God bless. Good evening, Amen. Sister Blessed Charlene. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Happy Thursday. Yes. Good evening. Happy Thursday. Yes, Go ahead. Thank you. Sister. Happy Thursday to, to you too. Um, I have a prayer request, and mm-hmm. it's for my friend. She was admitted to the, her name is Linda. She was admitted to the hospital today with all kinds of complications, including septicemia, mm-hmm. and um. I in her blood, so I would like prayer for her, and she's having emergency surgery tomorrow also, 
and um, that is just one of the complications. So please pray mm-hmm. for her for me. Been, okay, and she's uh, in hospital right now, her. right? Her name is Glenn. Yes, she is, and tomorrow morning is one of the surgeries tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And also, pray for myself that, um, for that I would continue to stay in the Lord and increase my faith and um, my overall health also. Yes, um, okay, and what's your name, my sister? I didn't catch your name. Healing. Oh, my name yeah. is Hazel. Thank you, Sister Hazel. We have that request. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Good Appreciate evening. it. Okay. Yes, go ahead, my sister. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed your service. I really did. I appreciate it. That's the first thing I wanted to say. And I wanted to just ask you to just um, keep me in your prayers with my spiritual warfare and um, I wanted to in- include my daughter with the worship today, but I'm I'm struggling with that. She only wants to have worship mm-hmm. on Friday, so just um I just want to keep my daughter in prayer because she's 18 and she has to know God for herself. But I'm just I'm just keeping her in my prayers that she will come back to God the way she knows. So um, mm-hmm. and I'm also praying for my nephew. He's um, He got hurt playing the game, and the coach told his mother about the game, but she refused to take him to the doctor, and he's such a trooper. He's going to class online, and I, I just think that that's just really cruel for her to treat her like that, treat her son like that. So I'm just praying. I don't know if anything is broken because I, I can't get access to him because she's not answering the phone. And... I'm just concerned about my nephew. His name is Sincere, and his mother's name is Tiffany. So I'm just wanted to keep them in their prayer, and I also wanted to pray for myself for the spiritual warfare that I'm personally going through, and to keep my faith strong in spite of what I'm going through. Amen. Is it Sister Elaine? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. It is. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sister Lynn. We have so that those prayer requests. Okay. Um, is there another person? Any questions, comments, prayer requests? Okay. No question, no comment, no prayer request. Okay. All right. Um, Sister Walters, can I ask you to come into agreement after I pray? Um, Sister Walters, can I you will. Start, start and... Okay, thank you. I will. Okay, I heard. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Walters, for doing that for me. We're just going to see if there's one more person. Yes, hello? We ask for obedience in your compassion, Father. We ask Hello? Okay, if we can get one more per request or comment or question. 
Okay, if not, we are going to go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray together. Our kind, compassionate, loving Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, we thank you, dear Father, for um, the wonderful word that you have given us, dear Father, to admonish us to study your word more and to use your words um, to think of how you, to know what you think of us and to know what you have provided for us. And also, Lord, for us to use your words, dear Father, not only to pray back to you, but to resist the wiles of the enemy. So, Lord, we thank you for all the different ways that you have blessed us through your word that you've left for us, the Bible. We thank you also for the Holy Spirit that has led us into all truth, that is opening up our minds, Lord, for wisdom and understanding as we go through this journey. Lord, we come before you asking, Lord, that you wash us from all unrighteousness, dear Father. Cleanse us once again, Lord, and put a fresh anointing upon us, dear Father. As we stand in the gap right now for Sister Hazel, who is bringing before us Sister Linda, who is now in the hospital, dear Father, that has health issues and has an emergency surgery tomorrow, Almighty God. We thank you, Lord, that you have provided a way of escape. You said in Deuteronomy um, 7, verse 15, Lord, that the sickness would not come upon us that you put on the Egyptians. You told us, Lord, in Exodus 15, 26, that I am the Lord that healeth thee. Dear Father, we come now claiming these verses, mighty God, asking you, Lord, to touch Sister Linda where she is at this moment. Lord, you are the great physician. You said you came for those who are sick. Lord, we come asking you, Lord, to touch Sister Linda's body at this time, Lord. You made her. You know every artery. You know every organ, every tissue, every ligament in her body, dear Father. You know what is if it's blocked, if it is if if there is a lesion, if there is a tumor, Lord, you know where it is. So Lord, I pray for your healing touch upon Sister Linda right now at this time in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we pray, dear Father, that you will be with the doctors, with the nurses. Lord, I pray that each one will be appointed by you, Lord. I pray, dear Father, and I come against any attacks of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray, dear Father, that you will cast out, that you will bind, Lord, any enemy forces that is coming into that hospital against Sister Linda. We pray against it, Lord, and we ask that you throw it into the pits where it belongs. Lord, I ask, dear Father, that you will just surround your daughter, Sister Linda, Lord. May this healing, dear Father, bring forth wisdom and understanding. Open up eyes that are blind within the medical industry, dear Father, that your name will be glorified through Sister Linda's situation. We leave her now in your keep and caring. In Jesus' name. We also lift up Sister Hazel unto you, dear Father. She's also asking you for help. 
Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word that says that you want us to prosper and be in good health. Lord, we pray, dear Father, that you will touch Sister Hazel as well. And we also claim that verse, that you are the Lord that healeth Sister Hazel. So, Lord, I pray, dear Father, that you will touch Sister Hazel wherever her, her heart is, dear Father. We pray, dear Father, that you will, will guide her, will keep her, show her, Lord, what is the optimum level of health to live by, Lord. And that as she follows, Lord, as she acts according to your word, that, dear Father, that you will, will prosper her in health. Be with her family. Be with everyone that she's connected with, dear Father. We pray that you will bless and keep her home as she shares this blessing with others. We thank you and keep and ask that you keep Sister Hazel in your keeping care in Jesus' name. We lift up also Sister Elaine right now, dear Father, who is praying for her daughter and for her nephew. Lord, you know what is in her daughter's heart, Lord. You said, Lord, in Jeremiah 31, verse 17, Lord, that you will bring the children back to your border. Lord, she is your child. Lord, we pray, dear Father, that as you speak to her, Lord, we know that you are working in the meanwhile. So we pray, dear Father, that her heart may be opened to your calling, Lord. We pray that she will remember the things that she has learned, Lord, of you. We pray that she will hear your cry, Lord, calling her back to your side. Return unto me, return unto me. Lord, may she receive your word and not turn away. Dear Lord, I pray that you will open up the windows of heaven, Lord. Show her your glory, dear Father. May she want to be um, with you, dear Father. Help her to remember that you are her shepherd. And because you are her shepherd, she doesn't have to worry. She doesn't have to lack anything. All she needs to come and say, Lord, it's Abba Father. All she has to do, dear Father, is surrender fully to you, Lord. Help her, Lord, to hear your cry and help her not to harden her heart. We also pray for her nephew, Lord, and her, um, her sister, Lord, Tiffany and Tiffany's son. Dear Father, Lord, you know the issue with Tiffany's son, dear Father, and the hurt that he's feeling right now. We pray, oh God, for healing for Tiffany's son at this time, Lord. You know which part is hurting, Lord. We pray, oh Father, that you will touch him, Lord where he needs to be touched, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and that your healing hand will be upon him. I pray, dear Father, also for um, a wonderful relationship, Lord, to be restored between Tiffany and her son and the rest of the family, almighty God. Lord, you're a God of reconciliation. Lord, you love your people. Lord, we pray, dear Father, that you will expose anything, Lord, the spirit of anger, the spirit of animosity, the spirit of jealousy. Lord, we bind it. Lord, we curse it and we ask that you break it in pieces in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray that a family reunion will come, Lord, spiritually and physically, dear Father, that um, each one will be um, a burden bearer for each other, Lord, that that um, love and harmony will flow through Sister Elaine's home and Tiffany's home as well, dear Father, and that they will 
um, be even closer, Lord, after this, Lord, after your healing hand has touched this relationship. Lord, we also ask that you be with Sister Elaine, Lord, in this time, Lord. Lord, you know, dear Father, that the enemy is playing ping pong with Sister Elaine's life. But Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come, dear Father, asking you to intervene. Lord, we pray, dear Father, that you will step down into the Elaine situation right now, dear Father. Lord, I pray that you will touch her mind, Lord. Show her anything that is an accursed thing. If it's in her home, Lord, help her to get it out. Lord, I pray, dear Father, that you will um, show her, Lord, anything that is not of you. Anything, Lord, that will cause the enemy to have legal rights in her home, dear Father. I pray that you open up her eyes, open up her mind, Lord, open up understanding, Lord. And I pray that a spirit of obedience will also be on Sister Elaine, that she will do what you ask immediately. And Lord, we pray that, Lord, as you cleanse her home and cleanse her heart, Lord, that every that you will seal every window, every door, every crevice, every corner, dear Father, Put the enemy on notice, dear Father, that his days are numbered, Lord, that Sister Elaine is your daughter. You have bought her with a price. She's come to you, Lord. She, you have said in Isaiah 43, 1, that you call Sister Elaine and that she is yours. And that even though she's cast into the water right now, Lord, that it will not overflow her. And Lord, even now that she's going through the fire, Lord, that she will not be burnt because Lord, you will be with her and you will hold her up with your righteous right hand, as you said in Isaiah 41, 10. So Lord, we thank you and we give you all the glory and honor. We pray, dear Father, that you will surround the Elaine's home with linked angels, Lord. May the word of May your word be on her lips and a song in her heart day and night, Lord. May she meditate on your word and accept Joshua 1, 9 and first that even though that as she meditates on your word day and night, Lord, that you will be with her, Lord, throughout her situation. We thank you and we give you glory, Lord, and honor because we know that it is done, almighty God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And Lord, we also ask, dear Father, that you be with those who have had requests, Lord, that are on their hearts that have not spoken their request. Lord, I pray that you will touch them where they are, that you will answer their prayers, Lord. Incline your ear, Lord, and hear their cries. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are not a God who is impersonal. We thank you, O oh God, that you are not a God who is far off. In Isaiah 12, you said, Lord, that you are in the midst of us. And so, dear Father, we thank you for your love for us, Lord. You are in the midst of us. And as we go through our situation, Lord, most of the time, all of the time, as we are at an end of our strength, that is where we know you are carrying us. That is, no, that is where we know that your wings are covering us, Lord, that you are guiding, that you are keeping, almighty God. Lord, we thank you for answered prayers, Lord, the ones that you're answering right now, the ones that you are working on in the meanwhile right now, and the ones that you will answer in your time. Dear Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be on the line together, oh Father God, with all the changes that are happening in the world, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity that we still have freedom. We can still speak your word without penalty, Lord, when we hear of people in far-off places like in Pakistan who is scheduled to die because of the word of God. 
Lord, we know the time of trouble is upon us. But Lord, help us. Give us boldness to speak your word in season and out of season. Give us your strength, dear Father, to continue on this walk with you. We know, dear Father, that we will be persecuted just as you said in your word, that we'll be brought up, Lord. But Lord, we wait for that day, for that grand reunion, dear Father. Help us, Lord, to stay like Stephen, that we saw the heavens open and we see the Son of Man sitting in the right hand of the Father. Thank you, dear Father, for the glimpses of heaven you have shown us in your word. May we mind your word as pearls of treasure, the pearl of great price as it is, dear Lord. We thank you and we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise due to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As Sister Walter is coming to agreement. Amen. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead, Hello? Sister Walter. Okay. Um, the, 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 the brethren that said it before, her name is Sister Dell. The name of the, the person is Sister Dell, that her friend is in the hospital. Uh, Sister Charlene. Hazel. Oh, it's Sister Dell? Hazel. Okay. 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 So Hazel, Father God in heaven, we just want to thank you and we want to praise you. We want to lift your name up and high and say glory, hallelujah, to the King of kings and Lords of Lords. I just want to come in total agreement with the prayers of Sister Charlene on the behalf of Sister Hazel and Sister Elaine on, uh, on their uh, friend and relatives, dear Lord. I pray, dear Lord, that you will hear and answer according to your will, dear Lord. And as I read Psalm 70 on these two sisters, dear Lord, that you will make haste to hear their prayers. And it reads, may the Lord bless the reading of his word. Make haste, O God, to deliver Sister Hazel and Sister Elaine with their friends and relatives. Make haste to help them, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and be confounded that seek after their soul. Let them be turned backward and put uh, confusion that the desire of their hurt. Let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, ha, ha. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee, and let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. But they are poor and needy. Make haste unto them, O God, thou art their help, thou art their deliverer, O Lord, make no tarrying to help them. In the precious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, with thanksgiving to God and God alone, be the glory. Thy will be done, O Lord. Amen. Thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you, Sister Walters. Um, we have now crossed over 8 o'clock. Hello. <laughs> so, Yes, hello. Hello? Yes, hi. Hi, this is Sister Kate. Sorry to interrupt. 
sorry to interrupt. I was I was trying to get on the line earlier, but um, I just couldn't. Um, I need prayer, please, because I am I seem to be coming down with something, and um, it's like cold symptoms, flu symptoms. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. pray that it be gone. I've 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 prayed over myself, so I feel better. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And so um, mm-hmm. that and my kidneys, please. Please, ladies, okay. thank you. Thank you. Thank God for you all so much. Thank you, Sister King. And for my yes. husband, too, as well. Thank you, okay. ladies. God bless you guys. God bless you. <laughs> Sister Walters, do you want to pray? Thank and I will you. come in agreement for that. Okay. Okay. Gracious and kind and loving Father, I just want to ask forgiveness of my sins to cleanse and wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ from the inside out. I am not worthy, oh God, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I can be made worthy. And I pray, dear Lord, that you will hear my prayers on the behalf of Sister Kay, who is coming down with something right now, dear Lord. I want to pray also that same Psalm 70 for Sister um, Kay and for her husband also, dear Lord. I pray that you will touch her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. And whatever the feelings that is there that she's feeling with cold symptoms, dear God, put in her heart, dear Lord, for her what to use, what to take that will take it away from her, dear Lord, and that she will not succumb into it, dear Lord. We pray that you will send those feelings back to the pit of hell where they come from, dear Lord. Heal her, dear Lord, and she will be healed. Save her, dear Lord, and she will be saved because you are her praise, dear God. So, Lord, I decree and declare Psalm 70 over her, too, that you will make haste to help Sister Kay and her husband. In the precious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may your will be done as it is in heaven, so shall it be in the earth. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. I come into full Father, I come into full agreement with the prayer, Abba Father. And we just want to thank you, dear Lord, for the ways that you have led Sister Kate in the past. Lord, we know, dear Father, that you have brought her from such a long way, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you just continually be, continue to be with her and to guide her, Lord. I ask, dear Father, also that you also touch her kidneys, dear Father. I pray, dear Lord, that her that you will put your healing hand on her, dear Father, and that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you will do accordingly, Lord, to your will for Sister Kate and her husband as well. We thank you, dear Father, for guiding and keeping Sister Kate, even where she is, Lord. We thank you for the way that you have answered her prayers as she prayed to you, Lord. We thank you for the ways that you have woken her up when she needed to be woken up, dear Father, and how you have shielded her from the enemy. 
And so, dear Father, we ask, dear Father, that Ephesians 6, Lord, that you armor her up, Lord, putting on the full armor on Sister Kate, her husband, and all of us as well, dear Father, that when the wiles of the enemy come, dear Father, that it will not come against us, dear Lord, that your shield of faith, our shield of faith will be up, dear Father, and that we will speak the word, the sword of the Spirit against the enemy. We thank you, O Lord, for giving us this armor, for giving us the weapon of warfare to fight against the enemy, dear Father. And we thank you, dear Lord, that with you, we know that all things are possible. And so we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise due to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you, ladies. God bless you all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, Thank you so much for being with us tonight for Bible study. Our Bible study will come again on next Thursday at 7 p.m., but we will also have um, our our morning manna tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. That's 5 a.m. on this very prayer line. So come on, share the link with someone so that they may also hear the word of God and be blessed. We also will have our um, Friday night prayer line at 9 p.m. tomorrow night as well on this very line. So again, come and join us. And as we pray with each other, brethren, as we lift up each other in prayer, remember Sister Hazel, Sister Elaine, Sister Kate, all these ladies, help us all like um, write down these requests and pray over them as we bear each other's burdens. So we thank you for being with us. And um, we want to leave you with 2 Timothy 1, 7, that the Lord has not given us a, fear, a, a spirit of fear, but, uh, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What does it take to be free? Have a blessed night, everyone. Thank you. Amen. Glory to God. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.